Listener supported. WNYC Studios. are listening to all of it on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. This hour, we've been taking a look back at some of our favorite movies of 2021, and it seems fitting to wrap up the hour with a film titled Swan Song. In the film, both the protagonist and the director dig through memories, summon ghosts, and return home. The movie is the latest in a series by director and writer Todd Stevens about his hometown of Sandusky, Ohio, and inspired by the people he grew up around. In Swan Song, that person is Mr. Pat, a retired and masterful hairdresser. He's a proud gay man who has made the women in a small Ohio town look and feel a little more beautiful. When we meet Mr. Pat, he's living in a nursing home following the death of his partner. One day, he's informed that a former client's dying wish was to have him style her hair before burial. Almost immediately, Pat is on the move. He quote-unquote breaks out of the home and into modern-day Sandusky, Ohio. He soon realizes how much the world has changed while he's been gone. Mr. Pat is played magnetically by Udo Kier, the green-eyed German actor who has had a long and successful career appearing in more than 200 movies, including Blade, Downsizing, and Ace Ventura. A review in IndieWire called Swan Song, quote, the role of his lifetime. Now, usually my interviews begin with, you know, a question, but Udo Kier was so excited to talk about this film that he jumped in the minute I said hello. So here's my conversation with Udo and writer and director Todd Stevens, starting with Udo right after I said hello. I uh, saw the film because I had seen it before only on uh, my computer. And I think it's a very important film Mm. because it's a generation difference of an old man who was once very famous, uh, almost like David Bowie, and now he is folding little napkins in a retirement home and then goes back. And I think it's also important because it is a different generation. When he was young and uh, lived in Sindarsky and had a wonderful rich women as clients and they told him all their stories and now he goes back and realizes everything has changed and uh, he goes to a second-hand store and the woman uh, the owner remembered him and he mm-hmm. remembered even when she was young that he did her hair and then she says i have a perfect suit for you and she comes out with a green a green light green suit which uh, i liked and she <laughs> gave it to me and i'm throwing the whole film i'm having basically that green suit and a hat on and going to my past and things has changed and it was uh, really amazing we had a good script Mm-hmm. That's why I did. The, that's why I did the film. That suit and is that suit is amazing. It is. I just want to expand on it. It's <laughs> pistachio green lime leisure suit, uh, donned with a purple fedora on top of it. Let me bring in Todd Stevens, who's the director and writer of the film. Todd, the, talking about the costuming, I'm going to jump right in after Udo was talking about how what we see him wearing. The film opens with Mr. Pat stepping on the stage in an empty theater. He's wearing a fur coat and bright white pants. 
he's looking fabulous. And it turns out to be a dream. He wakes up in his nursing home a moment later. Why did you want to introduce us to him in that stage dream? That was a really interesting scene because that wasn't in the script. And um, we, uh, we, were sh- we were shooting in my hometown in Sandusky, and there's this beautiful theater called the State Theater where I grew up watching movies when I was a kid, like an old movie palace. That's where our production offices were. So every day we would walk you know, through the theater to, to go to the dressing rooms and stuff back there to get ready. And um, one day Udo came and he said, I have this idea you know, of me coming out on stage and, you know, coming out from behind the curtain and I show my rings and say, you know, I'm Mr. Pat and I'm back. And um, I, honest to God, had no idea. uh, So we shot it, but we had no idea where we were going to use it. And um, my uh, brilliant editors came up with the idea of opening the film with it, which I think it just all worked perfectly. The original Mr. Pat, Todd, was somebody... From your, from your life, from your childhood, what was it you wanted to capture about him? And why was Udo the right person to capture that? I wanted to capture his fearlessness, you know, and his um, queerness and mm-hmm. his uh, originality. I, I would see him walking around downtown. He was kind of like an alien in my hometown in a way that was looked very different than everyone else. And... I really, I also felt different, you know, growing up in a conservative Mm -hmm. town um, as a queer kid. And um, so I I just always looked up to him. He's kind of, I say he was like my spirit animal, you know. And um, I just always adored Mr. Pat. And um, so I really wanted to pay homage to all of the, you know, the the small town uh, gay men and women that, um, and trans folks that like had the courage to be themselves long before it was really acceptable to be that way. And, and to me, they, they blazed the trail, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like my generation, future generations, like stand on Pat's, the, the, the Mr. Pat's of the world's shoulders. Like why Mr. Udo was perfect for the yes, role. Why um, Udo? I, I mean, I mean, my God, I mean, <laughs> it's like we, we, we spent like a, a year and a half casting and, um, you know, finally, uh, one of my casting directors, you know, mentioned Udo that that she had just hung out with him at the Berlin Film Festival. And uh, honest to God, like at first, I was like, "Wait a minute!" You know, the real Udo's from Germany. He's got a German accent, and um, and the real Mr. Pat was from West Virginia. But um, you know, once I really thought about it and thought about all the films that I had seen Udo in over the years, including my own Private Idaho, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, and I, you know, looked at pictures of Udo online and I was like, wow, he has Mr. Pat's eyes. He has the same big, beautiful eyes, you know? So um, I jumped on a plane and uh, we got the script to Udo and he really uh, liked it a lot. And um, we met, we became friends. And, you know, I, I, at this point, I can't imagine anyone else uh, on the planet playing Mr. Pat. I, th- I think Udo... Every day I felt like I was watching a master class wow. in acting, you know, as we were working. So which it's is just in- such a beautiful performance. Which is interesting because, Udo, you shared an interview recently. You said in modern stories that you don't necessarily act. And that was advice you got from a friend, Lars von Trier. What does that mean to you? And, and how did you use that ethos playing Mr. Pat? Well, it's when I 
I, that's true. We had, uh, I did uh, many films with Lars over the last 30 years. And one film, it was with Lauren Bacall, Ben Gazzara, James Kahn, Nicole Kidman, Chloe Sauvigny, and uh, we had dinner. And his favorite line always was, he came to the dinner in the hotel where we're all staying, and he said, don't act. And I uh, really was thinking about that. And uh, not acting is, first of all, what Todd and myself, what we decided was not to rehearse. Because mm-hmm. when you rehearse, then the director says, ah, oh, that's okay, but do it that way or say it that way. So you start changing, changing the natural instinct you have for the role. And as I said before, for me, non-acting is being there, being there and uh, uh, observed the situation. And of course I had a script and uh, talk, but it's not big numbers as I call them. (laughs) I can do that. I did that many times in many, many films. Uh, But I mean, I'm there and I liked the situation. And it was important that I thought, we thought that we actually start in the retirement home to start the movie. And I wanted to be there on my own for a day just to find out the bed, what is in the Mm -hmm. cabinet, looking out of the window, to be real. It's not saying, uh, you know, I know actors, they they, uh, don't care. They go to the set, they they know the lighting is on them because they're the stars, and then they don't care what is in the cabinet. But I do. I want to know what is in every drawer and all that just for myself. As we start to finish out this hour, Todd, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but there are a lot of memories and ghosts in this movie. Can't, sometimes we're not sure which is which, which is a memory, which is a ghost. What did you want to explore about memory in this film, Todd? I really felt like, you know, I'm from the small town in Sandusky, and which is actually has a really rich gay history going back many, many decades, which I've learned about over the years. And in the um, in the 80s and 90s, uh, as the AIDS epidemic, you know, spread throughout the world, uh, at the beginning of it, we thought it would never hit us, you know, there. But, uh, you know, within a year or two, a lot of people, even in a small town, this little Ohio small town, were, were dying of AIDS, and um, including, you know, a lot of my friends. And so... I really felt like when I was making the film uh, that I was rousing the spirits, you know, like that, that, that I was rousing the dead in a way, including Pat, who's no longer with us and David and, you know, all my other friends that uh, we lost during that time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, some of these things that wound up uh, the kind of more magical memory stuff that wound up uh, in the film weren't even in the script. It's just, you know, I think a lot of it was just the spark that happened between Udo and I and being back home. I felt the presence of my friends, you know, and um, so we wanted to pay respect to them and sort of have them like, you know, uh, feel them in the film. So that that's kind of where that inspiration came from. A lot of it was improvised and 
um, really interesting. You try to be loose and spontaneous and like, you know, let, let the voices speak to you. And that's what that's what we did. That was my conversation with writer and director Todd Stevens and actor Udo Kier about their film Swan Song. It was one of our favorite film interviews of the year. Swan Song is available to rent now on video on demand. And that is all of it for this hour. I'm Allison Stewart. I'll meet you right back here after the news. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.